0: Trivia, discussions, opinions and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort.
1: Welcome back to another week here at the Top Grizzle. As always, I'm your host Green Viper, and for the next two hours we're going to be playing you some of the finest music from the ToeJam & L series because we now have officially four games to pull music from, not just the normal three. Normally we in the past we had ToeJam L1, we'd have Panic on Funkatron, the weird sort of platformer spin-off second game sort of thing. Then there was the third game, but now, obviously, thanks to the power of indie games and the power of was it Kickstarter? I don't remember. But the power of Sega not being greedy with their licenses, we have Toe Geminell back in the groove, which released last week. And we've had the soundtrack for absolutely months here at Radio Sega, but I haven't really been able to use it. In fact, I think probably we might have been, but we just chose not to out of respect for the developers. You know, leave the music a surprise until the game has come out, but there's no such restriction in place now. I can tell you that we will be adding the Toe Jaminel Back in the Groove playlist under our legacy sort of branch very soon. And what I mean by that is we sort of have an exception clause, which is games that were originally published by Sega but it, or series that were originally published by Sega but no longer aren't. We still sort of count as Sega games such as for example Bayonetta 2, Shenmue 3, and now Toe Jaminel Back in the Groove is officially classed as that, so we will be adding it to our playlist very shortly. A lot of a bunch of other games, we've got some great new stuff for you as well, we've got, we've got finally Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom, I've found a soundtrack version of that, we've also got Judgment, you know the brand new, brand new Yakuza theme game, that's also gonna be coming to the playlist, uh, the Sonic, Mi- no, 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 we're not even, we're not even getting on to that, <laughs> we will get onto that, Let, let's not kid ourselves, but now is not the time people. Anyway, what it is time for is time to tell you what you just heard. That was & L back, oh sorry, Toe Jamil in Panic on Fungatron. That was Mellow Groove and kicking off the show from FF Music DJ and Jeffrey Tausa. That was Toe L Killer Toe Funk OC Remix. And, well, if you like some of that, we've got some more remixes coming up throughout the show. But one thing I'd about these remixes, there's a lot of them of the same one track. So, you're going to be hearing it a lot in terms of remixes, but I am really going to try my hardest to stray away from remixes uh, of the same track where possible. Because it can become a bit repetitive, you know, we don't want this to become a, a, a space area special as such. The same one track on loop. Although, Rexy has done that to great avail before with the uh, the Green Hill, the Ice Cap specials, etc. Speaking of which, we need some more of them. Come on, we uh, what do we need? What do we need? We need a Magical Sound Shower show. Speaking of Rexy, that probably reminds me. That there are some people currently down in our Discord chat room. We have Rapid Run. We have Alex Coppertone, We have Twenty. We have James Six Four Three Six. We have Brick Gamer Ninety Eight. We have Very We have Doom Girl. We have. Tw- uh, did I say Twenty? I did say Twenty. We have Rexy. We have. Did I say Very Text as well. We have Kefki. We have I-, I. man. We have a whole host of people here. So a huge thank you to everyone who who is coming to check out the Topical Resort once again for this very underprepared episode and. Um, yeah, we really can't avoid the elephant in the room, can we? There is one thing that really needs discussion today, and uh, that is my blog post, which I put up on the Radio Sega website earlier. If you have not read it, uh, it's it's not highly suggested. It is literally crucial that you read the blog post if you're a fan of the show, because it details uh, my sort of current predicament in life and the short t- short term future of the show and the uh, regarding the quality of certain episodes and stuff like that i think it is an essential read if you're a fan of the show so i personally would recommend it because i've sort of hinted to it on the show but i've been having a lot of health complications recently with physical mental everything health and uh, it hasn't left me in the best position so please go and read that it'll give you a much better clarification on sort of what is currently happening Thanks in advance. For those of you who've already read it, you've, you've given me some uh, sort of really nice messages, and I appreciate that. You know, nice confidence boost. So, thank you guys. Love yeah. you. Love you all. With that out of the way, Toja Manel, what do I think of back in the group? Because shout outs to Mr. Radius himself, himself, KC. He, he, as, as much as he wants to shake it off, he still won't shake off the Mr. Radius identity for a while because as long as he's still staff I think people are still call him that. But he sent me a copy of Toy back in the group of Switch for completely free. Uh, he just said, I've got a spare code, you want it? And I said, yeah, sure. And he gave Scott one as well, so shout out to KC, he's awesome. And I've had a small chance to play the game. I haven't had, well as detailed in the blog post, I haven't really had too much energy, but as well, I think it's a brilliant game, but not entirely my cup of tea. Nothing against the game. Brilliantly designed, very well done, but just you know, not not a green viper cup of tea. It's a bit more of a, uh, it's a bit more of an acquired taste. A bit more herbal tea instead of a, a classic British or technically classic Asian brew. Because you know we stole it off them after all. Uh, that's just my personal opinion on it, but I obviously want to know your opinions about all of the games in the series throughout the show. So be sure to send them in on Twitter, at RadioSega, at Top Resort at TheGreenVaporator using the hashtag TopperResort. Or you can send it on Discord, RadioSG.JM, 4 slash Discord. Uh, it's also important that I address the status of the uh, segments tonight. So there is no trivia coast because, wouldn't you know it, I've, yeah, ran out of time, had no energy, etc and I'd rather not do it than have a sloppily done trivia segment that's just my personal opinion same with the topicality so apologies to guys who really enjoy that, Um, apologies to guys, apologies to girls as well you know they're they're uh, well in need of an apology. Well in need? No that's not what I meant at all speaking of which uh, apparently it's International Women's Day today which we're celebrating by having a show nothing to do with women with two chillax dudes pirating. pirating, no piloting a spaceship so <laughs> that's my personal way of celebrating apparently because I didn't know that was a thing until today you know no hate I just didn't know that was a day I know that now I'm better prepared for next year let's move on before I uh, before I twist my words anymore someone else twists them for me on the Twitter feed <laughs> so yeah I was mentioning I really haven't played too much of Back in the Groove I played about 30 minutes of it and I I just tried to get into it and the visual style is gorgeous. I love the way it looks. The Mega Drive game was always pretty sort of out there and wild in its style for the sort of 90s at the time. Obviously, it was a very 90s game, but, you know, in terms of the bar that was at the time, I'm saying the bar was pretty high. It was pretty funky visuals for a very all round funky game. And uh, this standard went down when the third game came out because it looked like a crappy Xbox game. There were many of them. Then the bar sort of went really high back up because the visual style p- fits this game perfectly. Because even though it's 3D models again, it's so well sort of shaded and uh, mapped out that in reality it's actually quite difficult to tell unless you know uh, they're actually models. They look just that sort of well designed, well proportioned, etc to make them look like they're 2D even though they aren't. So. Uh, a huge shout out to the art guys on the art team over at Tojemono because they're doing some awesome stuff. Shout out to the Tojemono guys in general, the uh, social media admins, the guys who developed it, because they're all very, uh, very tight knit with the community. Actually, they're always welcome to answer any sort of questions, get into any discussions on Twitter, even if that is about, um, yeah, about Tojemono Rule 34 as came up on my timeline a few months ago. So. Uh, maybe be a bit less willing to answer those sort of questions. <laughs> be a bit more willing to answer the fans, but uh... You know, you've got to do what you got to do to get those uh, clicks, because companies are obsessed with that woke image nowadays. They need... they need to be in with the kids! And ToeJam & definitely trying that, but... Can't fault the guys are doing a brilliant job on social media. Anyway, let's see what you've been saying down in the chat room before we head on to some more music. And speaking of which, the music breaks are very short tonight. That's just the nature of these sort of games. As much as I love the music, they are very, sort of, repetitive tracks. That's mostly on purpose, because you're not meant to hear them too long in-game. But that's just sort of how it is. I quite like them. But they do sort of blend together a bit, but that's atmospheric in the game sense, and not really meant to be listened to on their own as such. And thank you, Twinny, for posting the link in the Discord. Much appreciated. And yeah, Rapidron, you're entirely correct. It has been ages. I I hope you're doing incredibly well. Incredibly, I'm buying time while I read comments, so we're going to continue along this path. And yep, Twinnies pointed out that last week I made a big oopsie. So for those of you who are tuning in to the perhaps podcast or something, figured which, hello to you. If you're tuning in on the podcast, you might have uh, just missed last week's episode because perhaps you're a Toe Jam and L fan who doesn't care about... Uh, sh- not sh- I was going to say shovelware, no, abandonware games. Perhaps you don't really care about that sort of thing. So you just tuned into this one because you're a big Toe Gemino fan. Well what happened last week was um, Casey sent me these codes for Toe Gemino and I was meant to forward one to Scott and went to meant to redeem one for my Switch. Well since we were doing the trivia segment last week um, I was sending people there saying whether their answers were correct or not or how many points they got saying that the Guinness Book of World Records said that my question was correct that as well but mainly, I was sending BrickGamer an answer when I accidentally copied and pasted the code and sent it to him because I had 10 active DMs at the time. Whoops, that was a big mistake. So thankfully Brick Gamer, being uh, you know, the understanding man that he is sent that off to Scott Nick. which uh, if it was anyone else, let's be fair, you, you dirty lot would have probably taken the code for yourself. Uh, can't really blame you, let's <laughs> be honest. Uh, I probably would have done it myself. Uh, wink wink. Ah, ah, ah. But um, yeah, so that was a big mistake, and uh, I'm glad you guys got some laughs out of it, because I certainly didn't! I certainly, um, absolutely, uh, <laughs> when just, complete shock, body stopped in its tracks, just, oh, oh, what have I done? Oh, oh. Um, yeah, some fun times. Fun times we have here at the resort. Uh, Kefki also brings up his opinion already this early in the game and says Uh first two games are cool stay the hell away from the third yeah that's uh, I think I said one's opinion not not really too shocked. Sure, but if you want to give any more in-depth ones well I've told you where you can get them in already anyway with that in mind let's get into some music from the brand new just released last Friday ToeJam Geminelle Back in the Groove and Well I decided this would probably be the best place to start for this game so let's go on to the Rapmaster Rhythm right here on the Topical Resort.
0: Quest Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at se.ga forward slash Discord. Hasty history.
1: First of all, before we do anything, I just want to say this segment goes out with a huge thank you to Brick Gamer who sent me the script for tonight, ha- tonight's hasty history. I haven't had time to read over it, so he could have probably just sent me LOL, i redeemed your code, and that's it. But he sent me one anyway, so let's get on with it. So, what you just heard there before that, though, was from l 3 Mission to Earth. set one, song one, which is also the menu theme, for some reason. Then before that, Toejaminal, back in the groove with... The Rap Master Rhythm, back in the groove because, uh, well, let's, let's be fair, uh, they, they were out of the groove for quite a while. Anyway, uh, I haven't had time to actually get ready requests, so um, yeah, you're just gonna sort of have to deal with me putting on requests live after this segment, but meh, nah, meh. Nah. So we were just discussing um, the review scores actually for gemino back in the groove in the Discord channel. And it's been getting really positive reviews so far, but it's sort of mixed. And I say mixed in a good way, if that's at all possible, because I mean, it's mixed in the sense that it ranges from anywhere to like 9 to 6. But that's still really good, just 9 to 6 is like, yeah, that really is sort of all over the place. I don't really get it. But anyway, uh, I, I I rightfully pointed out that IGN and GameSpot gave it poor reviews, so it must be a good game! Which I think we all agree with in the Discord, and uh, I think the other reviews agree with that as well. Because the highest I saw for the game, which isn't on uh, Wikipedia, was like a 9 from someone. And they said, yeah, it's a really good game, check it out. So, why not? Rapid also brings up the very good point that there was actually a collector's edition of this game. Uh, on limited run games. And I was going to get one, but then I didn't, so, uh, oh well, I'll settle for my physical copy, which I got for free. That's a good trade-off for not being able to buy a physical copy, so, that'll do. Oh, it'll suffice. Anyway, hasty history. We've been bragging, blagging, uh, ragging, not sagging, we're not going there, for long enough. So, let's move on. So here is the hasty history of Tojamanal back in the groove, the brand new game. It was developed by hum- Human Nature Studios, which was founded by series creator Greg Johnson. It was initially announced in March 2015, although it was hinted at well beforehand. Initially funded on Kickstarter with a goal of 400,000 US dollars, it was met on March 25th, 2015, and ended at over 500,000 US dollars. This. Uh, however, this fell short of the stretch goal for a console release, meaning the game was initially only planned. Initially, you're noticing that word a lot here. Only planned for Windows, Mac, and Linux, which is, let's be fair, more than most games on Kickstarter because. Mac and Linux, pff, what, what are they? <laughs> who, who needs them? Yeah, I, I do. Give them to me. The initial release date was August 2016 and we all know this was pushed back to 2017 when Adult Swim Games came on as publisher, offering extra funding so that the game could be released on more systems. In June 2018, Notice the Gap, Adult Swim Games announced they would no longer be publishing the game for whatever reason. The game was then self-published by Human Nature Studios on March 1st 2019 for PC, PS4, Xbox One and Switch, with limited-run games handling a physical release for PS4 and Switch. If I had my choice, I'd get it for Switch, but I mean, uh, it's weird they didn't do a uh, physical release for Xbox One. No one's gonna go, because no one owns an Xbox One. Oh, oh we have a comedian out here. Ugh, ugh, you're very funny. Uh, no, yeah, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that, but I, I like my Xbox One. Leave me alone, damn it. I've changed my opinion. And I like it. And if you've been seeing my Twitter feeds, you know that um, I bought Sonic Mania for like the sixth. Times on Xbox One just so I could achievement hunt it. I have been, I've been quite happily doing that because I don't have any energy to do anything else. So, yeah, it's it is what it is. But you can still buy it on there, so that counts for something, right? Still, Switch is easily the preferred platform. PS4, they they botched it. They had my, they had my money they lost my money I'm sorry guys it, it, it was just destined to be that way anyway so keep getting any requests in the meantime slash discord I'm greenvaporate hashtag 6383 that is where you can send your requests if you want to privately send them to me and not want to get them buried buried why am I repeating words tonight I don't know I'm hyperactive because <laughs> you've got to have that caffeine to make sure you don't fall asleep during the show which I probably likely would have done if I didn't have caffeine tonight so that's all I've got to say on that one. Let's see. Uh, I think Electric got in his request. But no, he didn't actually. Who did? Um, Britt. Brit got his in first. And he wanted Wake Up. Okay, I can get him Wake Up. I think I have it right. Uh, who is it from? Oh, it's by Jake Kaufman. Interesting. I think I have that. Yeah, there it is and uh, that should do for now. Let me just get on the little request item. If I can find it where the hell is it? Uh, Request, there we go. So we're gonna get some requests on in just a second and then when we come back we're gonna be talking about our opinions, our fully formed opinions not just surface level stuff about the four games and then we're gonna be having, since we're not gonna be having a topical thesis or anything like that in the fourth bed. We're just going to be talking about some of the week's Sega news. Because, let's be fair, there's a lot of it. There's a lot coming up during the week as well. So, plenty to look forward to. But let's just have a nice little chat. Once we've finished uh, discussing all the stuff we physically can about ToeJammer now. I think that sounds good. But, yeah, let's get into the first request, which is by BrickGamer98. And it's by Legend Jake Kaufman. And this is even except the original ToeJammer now. Known as Wake Up. Right here on the Topical Resort. The best... Best is yet to come.
0: Request Resorts.
1: Sorta of ended, didn't it? Welcome back to the top right here on Radio Sega. We just had that was Toy L Three Mission to Earth boss game, as requested by the social media boss. I can't, I can't do it now. I, got, I, I said boss really well then, and then I screwed it all up. Twenty requested that one. Four from Toy Channel Three Mission to Earth once again. Set for song one, requested by Mister Electric Boogaloo the block was a track from vert that was toji Amano wake up OC remix better known as Jake Kaufman the guy behind many a way forward uh, indie game personally composing my favorite soundtrack of all time the or two of them the mighty switch Wars games so big shouts to him and apparently I learned through my radio software that that track came out in 2001 which <laughs> that is that is an absolute sort of um, I was going to say Relic, it's not Relic. What am I trying to say? It's a, um, uh, um Oddity? Yeah, I guess Oddity's the closest to what I'm thinking, because OC Remix back in 2001 didn't have the best standards, but that still sounds like something you'd hear today on OC Remix, so, well, obviously it was by a professional audio com- composer, but still, the sentiment stands. It is uh, much, much better than some of the stuff you'd Normally, here on uh, OC Remix around that sort of time, so big props, but especially it was weird seeing that that that, that track released before Toad Chamberlain 3, which uh, that game feels ancient as it is. So, having that remix released one year earlier is Duh. <laughs> it doesn't make me feel old, it just makes all oh, you feel old. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> And, yeah, someone's posted the Sonic movie news. We're leaving that for later, guys, because I really don't want to get into it, but I'm going to have to, so... Uh, Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so we're talking about Toe Geminoe, and as I said, please leave your opinions on... more in-depth opinions rather than just, yeah, it's all right, I guess. Leave some in-depth opinions on Discord on Twitter, etc. Because that's where I'm most likely to see them so that's why I'm asking you to do that because um, uh, if you keep them in your head I won't really be able to read them I'm not psychic sadly that would uh, lead to some great opportunities for radio shows but uh, no I-, I don't have that ability in me so instead well uh, I th- I'm rambling so try to get up the Twitter feed up I will admit <laughs> But yeah so my opinions are Toe 1 I haven't played it too much don't really know too much about it. It looks okay. No, it does look pretty good. It looks very similar to what we have back in the groove, just primitive, because it was the 90s, not 2000. Uh, hang on, sorry, something just popped up on my Twitter feed. Didn't know, if ever, something important. Um, tai 2, Panic and Trong, That was more of a traditional platformer, so. I'm automatically more inclined to enjoy it, but uh, I haven't actually played it. I think it's on the Mega Drive collection again like the first one was and uh, I, if I'm honest I wouldn't be more interested in a platform with the, the concept of the first game is just a bit too out there for me I, re- I really will try to grasp it but uh, it's, not, you know, it's not exactly uh, punching me in the face shall we say so we'll see what happens. Either way though Check both those games out. Don't uh, Three. Just don't check it out. I actually um, this is the only one in the series I've actually seen in the wild. I remember going to a boot sale about three or four years ago, and it was. I normally frequent boot sales because you know it's a good place to get retro games and all that in, here in the UK, where everything is flipping expensive. And it's also worth noting that in the US, you guys have tons of game shops. You're rolling in game shops, and you know, like GameStop do. Uh, do retro games and stuff. No one here really does retro games. Though. We have we have CEX. That's not how you want. That's not not how they want you to pronounce the name. That's how everyone pronounces the name because the normal name is stupid. Because it stands for Computer Exchange. And they're like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna get in a, a cheeky advertising bit, but no, everyone calls it CEX anyway. So that's sort of the only place it does them. But even then, they're really well marked up. And if you want to count Sonic 2 as retro, then yeah, they sell retro games, which. I know you're saying that it is retro, but, you know, if you, that's what you're counting as your deep cuts as retro games, like, Ooh, uh, the most retro we go is we sell Sonic the Hedgehog on the Mega Drive, like, you're not cutting it for me, mate. But independent game shops aren't really a thing here. Like, you go all over, you can find retro stores all over the place in America, but in the UK, there's, like, none. <laughs> like, there really is none, even if it is, it's just, like, an independent game shop will sell Xbox One games, and then... We have a small little section in the back for some PS2 stuff which got donated to us, so it's just really not a common thing. And yeah, cash converters once again exist, but I'll point out the same thing: it's either overpriced or the most retro they go is Sonic 2 on the Mega Drive. No deep cuts, no deep cuts, no uh, obscure peripherals, none of this stuff. You just have the absolute bottom of the barrel stuff, like the stuff that everyone had. Oh yeah, we oh, once again Sonic 2. Everyone had Sonic 2, so that's why they have one, because some, one of the millions of people who bought it traded it in, So they're like, oh, this is worth something now, the internet says. So they, they're rolling over stuff like that and FIFA Soccer 94, but uh, no other games, really, let's be honest with ourselves. But this massive tangent leads me to the point of the only place you're really going to get sort of more obscure retro games is boot sales, because people don't know what they're worth, which is brilliant. Because the type of people who go, who sell stuff at boot sales are not the type of people who know how to use eBay, they're not the type of people who would look at the price of stuff online and just go, oh, Mega Drive in the loft, because we don't really have ethics here, we have lofts, it's, uh, it's above the house instead of below the house. Yeah, I've got Mega Drive in my loft, uh, there's PS2 in my loft from when I moved in here. Don't know what any of these games are, it's got some controllers with it, whack it down the boot sale, job done, you know, bish bash bosh not obviously getting all the lingo because that's how these people speak who I going to boot sales, <laughs> But you go down there and you're like, wow, there's actually some good games here and they're really cheap because these people are dark. No, <laughs> we don't mean it like that at all, but you know, that's sort of the point I'm getting at. I quite regularly go there, get there early in the morning, like uh, eight, nine o'clock-ish, scoop up some really good games are cheap, leave, I play them. Yeah, I got a lot of good controllers, a lot of good games, even like new stuff is really cheap down there. You can get like uh, Xbox 360 games and stuff for like £2. I got my co- copy of Anarchy Reigns new and sealed for a pound. That's that's the best deal I think I've ever got from a boot, so even though that game's cheap anyway. that New and sealed for a quid. Yes, please. Aside from that, I mostly just pick up stuff like uh, guitar controllers because I'm a nerd and I like rhythm games. <laughs> but yeah, you sort of get the point. That's really the only place you're going to get deep, obscure cuts. And that's where I found a Jam and L3 and a Crystal Xbox. And I didn't pick up either of them, but I just remember blasted by and like, Wow, Crystal Xbox. Don't really see any of them too often in their cash cash and, verse, cash and carry. You know, all they have is just the regular old pleb Xboxes, the black ones. Oh, the regular colour. You know, not not any of this Crystal business. So I saw one and I was like, wow, that's really cool. I've never seen one of them in the world before. You know, they're always on eBay for £70, £80. Pound didn't buy it because I didn't have money on me at the time, actually. I just spent it on... Uh, I think it was Smash Bros. Melee I spent it on at the time. But I also saw Toy Gemini 3 and I'm like, wow, I didn't know they made a third one. I didn't really even know the... I, I, I knew in passing of the first two. Never played them, never really experienced them. Just, hey, Toy Gemini these are games on the Mega Drive. They're really cool. I, d- I think I've heard of them through like podcasts and stuff, mainly. So I was like, wow, I've never seen this port. And I've never seen it since, might I add. I, I don't know if it's rare or not. I should look it up, but... I'd assume maybe it is, because I don't know how much of an appeal there is for something like that. Especially back then, it didn't have sort of the brand nostalgia that it did now. She was like, oh, yeah, do you remember that weird game we played in the 90s with the weird aliens who definitely weren't on drugs? Yeah, I'm now 20, 30 years old, do I really want to play this? Nope. Okay, cool, not buying it. But that's the only person I've really ever encountered it, and I'm glad I went on that tangent, because it's much more interesting than anything I could actually say about Toe & 3 from having watched footage yeah it's bland <laughs> Toe & back in the groove it's better play it it's got a good soundtrack the guys behind it are cool uh, character design is awesome Adult Swim games you're lost my friends I say my friends I don't know any of them and um, I've never watched an Adult Swim show because it's. I was going to say it's not really a thing in the UK but actually in like the past few weeks it's become a thing on, uh, I think it's on Channel 4 now. I should watch some Adult Swim because I feel like I'd like some of the stuff on there, but... Uh, yeah, I, I a brief story about that one because someone's going to ask, probably from America. Due to British TV sort of rules, even if it's after like the watershed, the 9pm slot, you're not allowed to air adult content on a children's channel. So anything that's not suitable for children cannot be aired on a children's channel under no circumstances. That Which isn't the rule in the US, which is how Adult Swim is allowed to exist. By putting it on Channel 4, finally, after, like, all these years, they figured out, oh, this might actually be commercially viable in the UK. They finally figured it out, and they're like, oh, yeah, let's put it on Channel 4 instead. Well done. You absolute geniuses. You figured it out. You figured out the secret formula as to how to not get get it in the mouth from, um, from higher-ups or from the TV execs, I guess, so... Congrats to you! Uh, you guys have been pinging me like mad, so let's see what you're saying. Uh, yeah, Brit Gamer being his usual kooky, sarcastic self, has said, "Yeah, it's all right, I guess." <laughs> you're, you're very funny. You're, you're a very epic gamer. Uh, Brit Gamer points out the exact uh, thing I'm talking about. Uh, Dreamcast, uh, a uh, a yellow Dreamcast with one controller, no VMU, and RF only. It's thirty pounds in in a, a, a CEX, which actually that's decent compared to their prices. Because I've seen no controllers, yellow Dreamcast, and that's it for sixty pounds. So you've automatically improved my local one. Per game, does say um. Uh, hang on. Uh, don't don't forget uh, Facebook Market Gumtree. That's true. Facebook Market. Uh, I've never actually bought anything from it, but I've seen some brilliant deals on it, mainly because I don't want to get stabbed because uh, I don't trust people in my local area. I'm joking. Just, uh, I actually can't get down to most of the good deals around me. Like I've, I saw some really good PS Vita deals, but I just couldn't uh, actually sort of uh, get down there because there was no family home, and the bus doesn't extend that far. So, instead... Uh, Yeah, but there are some good deals to go around on Facebook Market. I'd never really find anything good on it, but uh, Facebook Market, I'd recommend as well here in the UK. Um, Aside from that, there's just general sort of chats. Which is what I like, because we were having a console war earlier. I stated my reasons for siding with Xbox, mainly... I I think Sony's policy... I, I used to be a massive PS4 fanboy, I loved my PS4, still do, technically. I just don't agree with Sony's policies. I think... Their stance and stuff like crossplay, and as well their um, their online system. I think it's just shoddy in comparison to Xbox, and you go, yeah, well, I don't like the Xbox One. Fair enough, but I I think the actu- uh, the interface is a bit trash, and so is the console design. And there's things I really do like about the PS4, but um, I just think Sony's policies they 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 sit on a throne of ignorance. They're like, yeah, we have the most successful console, so we can run it how we want. Like when their PR releases statements like. Why would you want crossplay? Why would you want to play games on Xbox? Then you have to go, no, oh, really. Really. <laughs> that's just my personal opinion. Obviously, PC master race. Uh once I finally get the proper PC parts, I can play stuff on it now, but you get the point. You get the point. Personal opinions, people. That's that's just me. And you're just you. Respect mine, I respect yours. Except if you're Jamie, I, I don't respect you anyway then. But you know who I do respect? I respect Cody Wright, the composer of "Toe Jam and Elle Back in the Groove. I especially respect his track known as Aqua Jam Untrained, so I'm gonna go and respect it right now. And perhaps you can join me too here on the Topical Resort.
2: I'm dead. I'm dead.
0: Kicking off your Radio Sega live weekend, this is the Topical Resort with Green Viper 8.
1: I hope you're feeling nice and relaxed after that lovely music break featuring music from the original Toe & L that was Toe Jamming a remixed version. And before that, from Cody Wright from Toe & back in the groove. That was Aqua Jam Unchained. And It's time To release the tension. There was none in the first place, but it's time it's time to have a good old rant, a good old Friday roast. Not a Sunday roast. A good old Friday roast. Because you you guys seem to really want to talk about it. So... Sonic movie. Lay it on me. Let me know what you think. Me personally, I don't care at all. Apparently, I'm a a pleb for thinking that... um, That the design doesn't look too bad. Hmm. I don't think that there's children's character... That's not made for me. You know, this this children's character in a children's film who wasn't made to appease 30 year old fans was made to just be a character who wasn't, you know it's a throwaway B tier movie you wouldn't think people would be getting so upset but people are crying on Twitter the man baby tears are flooding out right now and uh, you can physically taste you can physically taste the uh, the sweat through the keyboards to be honest uh, I wonder you'd ever want to taste sweat I've never uh, personally wanted to but you can taste it and uh, you know the shower's taken they're slowly on the uh, on the down Uh, yeah I really don't care I think it looks fine I think it looks as good as I expected a live action Sonic adaptation to look which is yeah I still would have preferred the original design but I think this is a good compromise I uh, I think it could have been a lot worse than it is I think it's fine it suffices it looks as good as it needs to. It still looks good. It doesn't look as good as it could, but it suffices for a movie which clearly isn't. People seem to think that the Sonic movie is going to be this big A-tier movie, and it just really isn't. Like when um when that joke was made, like I think it was the Oscars about how Jim Carrey was like not going to be receiving a BAFTA for it or something, or the or an Oscar or whatever. When they made that joke. Everyone was like, WHAT THEY CAN'T BE SAYING ABOUT THIS SONIC MOVIE? I CAN'T BE SAYING THIS. I CAN'T BELIEVE THIS. La, la 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 They CAN'T BE SAYING THIS. How delusional are you to have to think that a movie based on, A based on a video game, which already means it's going to be... Uh, let's be fair. Trashed here. And not only that, let's be fair once again, a movie based on Sonic, which people seem to treat Sonic as the absolute god of gaming. La 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 la. But um, in reality, it's a B tier franchise. It's it's not a Mario, it's not a Pokemon, and people are like, "But Sonic is the greatest in the world." No, no, it really doesn't hold that much value as a franchise. People seem to people seem to think, "Oh, it's because you're just a fanboy because you're just you're just one of those people who are like um." The next Drive games were good, then Sonic had a rocky start in 3D. No, I'm one of those people who sees it as it is. It's a franchise that over the years has had less and less relevance. Because why would it have relevance? It has as much relevance as any platformer does or any third party platformer does. You know, it's not a significant franchise anymore. People seem to think it's like the second biggest franchise in gaming after Mario. No, it really isn't. It's a B tier franchise. Therefore, they're not going to put resources into it. and They're not going to make the world's greatest movie because it's a B-tier movie. It's a B-lister. It's not an A-lister. It's a B-lister. It'll get families in. It won't get the highbrow film critics in because it's a live-action adaptation of a video game which, let's be fair, isn't that well-respected anymore. Stop over- over-hyping it. Stop... I expected better from them because it wasn't it was never a blockbuster you know you're getting what they paid for you're getting what you paid for if you don't like the film don't watch it but we all know that isn't gonna happen is it we all know all the little I don't know how to describe them. All all the little sneaky Sonic fanboys are going to go to the cinema day one and go actually I think this film sucked because it didn't make reference to this obscure plot point from a game made before most of the people this film is aimed at were born. Like seriously that's the thing and I guarantee you, people are going to go well why doesn't it why isn't Shadow there? Why doesn't it reference Sonic Adventure 2's uh, canon plot? Why? bear in mind the target audience for this film is probably 10 year olds 10 year olds in 2019 were born in 2009, they didn't play SA2, I guarantee you they didn't play SA2 they're not going to reference any points from the games they're not going to reference any old characters that haven't appeared for ages, they're going to go the safest route possible, they're going to have Sonic, Eggman maybe Tales of the Push stop expecting this deep cut loyal faithful movie because you're not going to get it this is gonna be as faithful as those Smurf films were a few years ago. If you remember them, oh, would you look? You probably don't remember them because everyone forgot about them because they were B-tier, B-list movies. End of rant. There we go. Let's see what you guys have to say about this. I don't. I don't get why I'm gonna get hate mail for this. This is a, This is a fairly. You know, this is a fairly reasonable opinion it's fairly reasonable to think they're not going to pour billions into a film of a franchise which isn't really that popular anymore. And yeah, exactly, 20 points out. Detective Pikachu, that's an A-tier franchise, and therefore it's going to be a high-budget movie. Pokemon, pokemon the most recent one, sold like 6 million. Sonic Forces, I, I think, if I remember correctly, it didn't crack a million. Sonic Mania cracked a million, Sonic Forces didn't. You know, that 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 signifies it. Pokemon was the best-selling game on Switch up until Smash Bros came out. Every Pokemon installment sells absolutely millions. Sonic sells like a million and stru- struggles to crack that. I remember both Lost World did two million and I think Rise of Lyric did less than a million. You know, th- there's a stark difference, therefore the P- Detective Pikachu movie is going to get treated differently because it's treated as a much higher value franchise. And it's not just it's not just blatant Nintendo fanboys, and that, that's just sort of how it is. It's a money perspective; they're gonna pour more money into a more valuable franchise, a more well-respected franchise. Might I add because despite uh, you know personal reviews of it's not Pokemon, Pokemon or, uh, Let's Go Pikachu reviewed fantastically, and so has every Pokemon game since Sonic. Yeah, personal opinions. I like Sonic Forces, you're gonna say, or I dislike Sonic Mania. Whatever. It's not the overall picture isn't good you know they're gonna look at Metacritic or whatever and go wow these games really haven't been reviewing well there's a core fan base but we don't really need to put all our resources into this because this franchise it has a legacy but they've sort of tarnished that legacy on their own but yeah people are gonna people are just gonna say like, eh, meh, 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 meh. whatever but yeah, I, I I do get the complaints, but at the same time, I think it's just really overblown. Like, you haven't seen this movie, you're just complaining because it's not the Sonic I grew up with. He doesn't look like the one when I was when I was playing on the Mega Drive. Well, 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 This is going to be, in my opinion, it's worth considering that I think we're going to get a time game for this film. I think that's fairly a given. So this is going to be uh, a design in an official video game. It's also worth considering as well that this will be a lot of kids' introduction to the Sonic series because, well, um, uh, it's worth considering the massive gap between Lost World and Sonic Forces. To be precise, that was a four-year gap. During that four-year gap, it's very likely that um, a new a new sort of... Uh, well, obviously, yeah, new kids are born, funnily enough. That's sort of how the world works. But, you know, it's very likely that... There's going to be some people born during that gap of no Sonic games that are now sort of going to step into the franchise because it's the first time they've been exposed to a major scale sort of Sonic thing Because Forces, as much people try to paint it out, wasn't major scale There was like one TV advert. I recall seeing a TV advert for Forces once Aside from that, there was really no advertising for the game Sonic Mania, I never saw an advertisement outside like YouTube stuff Which was, you know, not even an advert on YouTube. It was uh, a video on their own channel So, my point here is, there's a lot of kids who weren't exposed to Sonic, who were born during the gap between Lost World and now. So, this is going to be their first game, and this, there's going to, the sad, uh, this isn't sad, but there's going to be a generation of kids who grow up on the internet, and this is their Sonic. Mega Drive Sonic is some people's Sonic, uh, Sonic Boom is one day going to be some people's Sonic. Modern Sonic is one Sonic's sort of mind, to be honest, but... You know, there's going to be a generation of people who grow up like this is the this should be the baseline design. It shouldn't look any different. This is how everything should be, just like people did with the Mega Drive games, just like people did with the modern games. There's going to be people who grow up like this, and that when a new design is revealed for Sonic once again in the future, if they even continue the franchise, they're going to go, why doesn't he look like film Sonic? Ah! You know, this cycle is going to go on and on. This is my point, but. Um, Yeah, my point here sort of is... No one's really going to be happy, but... It's worth considering that there's going to be a... Group of sort of children who grow up, become adults, etc. Who absolutely adore and love this design. Because it's their Sonic. It's the one they grew up with. That's the thing worth considering. So you're sort of mocking this as... He's not my Sonic. No, but he will be the, the Sonic design that millions will remember... Growing up in the future. And it's very likely that potentially one day there will be enough fan back cry like there was a sort of Sonic Mania for them to go, yeah, we're bringing this back if they ever get rid of it. Keep that in mind. It's important that this... This film could potentially be very important for the future of the franchise because this will be a lot of people's first exposure, or a lot of children's first exposure to the series. So, always keep that in mind with your criticism, in my opinion. But yeah, that's a long-form rant. I can't really recap any of my points because I went on for so long, but you know... I just wanted to get a, a huge sort of a splurge of information out of there because, you know, I, I I see this from many different perspectives. I see it from the perspective of the people who are going to grow up with this Sonic. I see it from the perspective of people who are, are unhappy with it. I see it from my perspective, which is, you know, I don't really get where the complaints are. I think it looks solid. But, yeah, and it is helping padding out the show, Twin. You are correct. I didn't do that on purpose, but uh, it's what it is, really, isn't it? I don't know. But... I knew people were going to ask about it at some point because I did, uh, when the sort of first leaked designs were showing up around Winterfest time, I sort of skirted around them because I really didn't want that discussion and I I knew every other show was going to discuss it so I didn't really want to discuss the movie. This is the first time I've really sort of discussed it in depth. So this is why I've gone on a massive long font tangent, and I know that this meant to be a Toe Jaminelle episode. Ha ha, you're very funny. But we did say we were gonna talk about the news, and this is just one piece of the news I want to talk about because it has sort of been really playing on my mind recently, because let's not kid ourselves. Tomorrow's the South by Southwest Sonic panel. We're gonna get a trailer and things are gonna get messy. I've actually already prepared myself. I've vowed to myself that I'm pretty much gonna stay off social media for like the next week. Because I know, even if it's a good trailer, I know the majority of sort of Sonic Twitter is going to be very angry that it's not my Sonic. There's obviously good people out there, but you know, there's going to be a lot of people who are like just because it's not what I grew up with is automatically bad, and you should feel ashamed for making it, even if the trailer's really good. So we, let's not kid ourselves. There is going to be a trailer tomorrow, and it's going to be decisive. It's going to divide Sonic fans and normal people even further than normal. So let's not kid ourselves. Let's have a polite discussion. Let's share our own opinions in the chat room and get ready for the sort of onslaught that's about to happen. Anyway, other news because I've been keeping that on my mind for sort of months and I haven't really had the opportunity to say it. And now it seemed like the perfect time considering that that was this week's massive news was that that happened. Um, What I want to say is where did I find it? Well, I didn't find it. Tony found it for me. Sega Fest 2019. Very importantly, it's gonna have Sega Tar Sunshoo. Sega Tar He's the man himself is gonna be there, and uh, our very own Doctor Gopnick, so Doctor Scott Nick, he's uh, gonna be there, and he's gonna be uh, covering the event, and hopefully, maybe getting us some uh, exclusive footage. Come on, come on, Scott. Come on. Wink, wink. I- I'm winking at you through the microphone. You gotta do it for us, man. But. I think there's going to be an official live stream, but Scott should hopefully be covering some stuff for Radio Sega and Nintendo Lounge both at the same time, so keep your eyes peeled for that, but yeah. Also, at Sega Fest, there's going to be an exhibition for the brand-new Sakura Wars and some more Atlas games, such as, well, the Persona series, mainly. Apparently, there's going to be a giant Saturn controller on display. I remember last year, they had a giant Mega Drive controller, which played Sonic 1, so that's the follow-up. Maybe next year, we'll get a giant Dreamcast controller. Followed by the announcement of the Dreamcast giant featuring, um... You know, the only game I can put on that like, logically is Tetris Giant. So, <laughs> that that's the only game that's going to be on the console, just Tetris Giant. Whatever. Uh, aside from that, if we got any more news, I'm just going to be discussing it in the next break. Because, well, no segment after this. We're going to be going to our usual Puyo Puyo music just to discuss some more stuff. But, let's get into some funky, funky beats from the boys on the ship. Toe Jaminel in Panic! and Funkatron. This is going to be Rocket Rap. And then, well it's time to chillax, properly chillax this time, not get heated over a stupid film. Let's listen to some stupid catchy music instead, right here on Radio Sega.
0: An episode and want to catch up want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show download our podcast from the radio sega media section subscribe to us on itunes or stream the show through stitcher
1: oh man what to do what to talk about welcome back to the Talk resort right here on radio sega you just had a brilliant remix from j rabbit that was toe jam and the j rabbit remix for that from Panic on Trump, that was Rocket Rap, and you can tell by the esports music that no, no other segments tonight. Instead, chat, more chat, and uh, yeah. Uh, apparently, I'm going to make a joke about you guys talking about shoes during that music break. Uh, what a humorous and banterous joke that would be, you know? Oh, you guys, you you crazy lot, this disgusting night. Oh, oh. What, what do you like? It's just so uncontrollable. How am I meant to make a joke out of this? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> let's have a look at um at Twitter because I hate myself. Um, I purposely wasn't looking at Twitter for like the past few weeks, so uh, let's read some Twitter and see if I get anything good out of it. You never know. Maybe we might strike some gold. And by gold, I mean uh, it's it's trash, trash because it, it is Twitter after all. You know, you sort of can't really expect too high from these sort of things. Um, one thing that came out today was apparently that Pure Tetris came out digitally on PS4. And I found out the reason for this, which was nicely tied into last week's episode, which isn't a podcast, so don't go and listen to it yet. <laughs> Unless, of course, now it probably is a podcast. You're listening to this on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, what happened with that was Ubisoft made this terrible Tetris game called Tetris uh ultimate i think it was called and it released on ps4 xbox one vita 3ds and pc and the physical copies released on 3ds and ps vita but nothing else and there was sort of this weird agreement that um for some reason on consoles uh consoles ubisoft had digital rights to exclusively release Tetris. that meant no one else could make a digital version on xbox one or ps4 and this remained. However, they could still make a physical version on both PS4 and Xbox One. And I believe uh, PC, you could make a digital version if you wanted to, however. And same with uh, handheld, I think. You could make a physical or digital version just fine. But PS4 and Xbox One, uh, Ubisoft still held exclusive rights to make digital only games for these. So when Puya Tetris uh, came to the West, uh, they were a bit screwed, because Ubisoft still had the license. So, it was digital on Switch, because that wasn't part of the license, because it wasn't out yet. And it was physical on Switch, and it was physical on PS4, but it was not digital on PS4 for this reason. Ubisoft uh, finally delete the, uh, delisted the game, which is good, because the game is pretty trashy, TBH. But yeah, they finally delisted this game, and uh, that meant that, well, now the rights are available. So, Sega sort of quickly snapped up the rights to get a digital PS4 version, and rightfully so, because... um, Let's not get ourselves, Pure Tetris was the best Tetris game in years after EA kept ruining it with Tetris Mobile and Ubisoft ruined it with Tetris Ultimate. Tetris 99 is a really good game but you know it's not classic Tetris yet until they finally sort of get into uh, rumoured modes or the data mine modes that people have discovered. Until then, t- Peer Tetris really is the best Tetris game for years and remained to be from 2013 or 2014 I think it came out all the way up until now. So, it's really good that the game lasted as long as it did, and uh, yeah, it's still the definitive Tetris game on a newer console. So, congratulations to be a Tetris, but that's sort of the history of why that has now come to PC. Uh, anyway, other news. Because uh, I don't want to obviously, you know, news myself out and run out of things to say. But, um. Right, yeah, Sega keep posting stuff for International Women's Day today. That's not exactly news, but it's uh, stuff that Sega have been posting, so counts towards something, right? And uh, Twinny has posted something on the Twitter feed, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Oh, uh, Skyblaze is entirely right. Yeah, Tetris Effect is brilliant. How did I forget Tetris Effect? <laughs> I- I- I've banged that game's drum for absolutely months on the show. How did I forget Tetris Effect? Speaking of which, hello, Skyblaze. <laughs> I forgot to say hello to you. Uh, but uh, yeah. I guess in this, in some sense, it's not a traditional uh, Tetris game. I mainly say that in the sense of I don't remember if it has marathon mode and other sort of staple modes, and it especially doesn't have the iconic music. So Pure Tetris really was your definitive way to get that sort of experience, but Tetris Effect, yeah, brilliant game, but I think it's sort of different to the standard Game Boy, NES, uh, Pure Tetris, uh, that sort of package is what I'm getting at. But uh, <laughs> Twenty on the Twitter feed says, maybe wondering, Well, sure it's been a lot of jamming tonight during this past hour, and well, you'd totally be right. I can't remember if I just read that out. I have horrible déjà vu at the moment, but I uh, yeah, <laughs> it's true. There's so much jamming we got, got rapping, we got jamming. We've uh, they're mainly remixes of uh, the same song because remixes aren't very original. And uh, aside from that, there's nothing on our own Twitter feed, but I'm gonna continue looking. I will say though, Judgment uh has finally had its release date announced on June 25th on PS4. And there's early access for digital, uh, so you can pre-install the game, I believe, from June 21st. I'm going to probably end up picking this up, even though sort of put Yakuza on a bit of hiatus. There's just so much there, and if I'm on I'm a bit bored of the gameplay, so I hear this spices up the combat exponentially. And as well, I'm interested to finally uh, start the Yakuza saga, or, you know, a Yakuza-style game where it begins, not sort of play catch-up like I have been with Yakuza. But uh, this, I can just play from the beginning. I can be up to scratch, as soon as it comes out, different story, different characters, uh, different combat, different mini-games, I'm, uh, you know, I have high hopes of judgement and I will be picking up a copy, even though I've sort of been a bit lax on playing Yakuza recently, I'm really hoping that uh, this sort of reignites my love of the series, not that I've stopped loving it, you know, I just, such a daunting task to try and catch up on six games, spin-offs, all the other stuff, it's, it's worn me out a bit, and remakes, and all this other stuff, and yeah, It'd be nice just to start from the beginning as it released, you know, um, spice it up a bit. But I, I, hmm, what else can I really talk about? I I don't know. I don't know. Um, Is that really worth discussing? It's not sagery enough, I don't think. Uh, Let's see if anything else has cropped up. Oh, yes, uh, there is some news I want to talk about, actually. But uh, thinking over it, I think I'll save it for the final segment, so... Ready like a live news is coming up in the next segment, but for now, why don't we just get into the toppy mix? Let, let's stop beating ourselves up, but uh, actually no, I'm going to read chat and then we're going to get into the toppy mix, because I, I just really like to mess you up. BritGamer has rightfully pointed out that Tetris 99 is a glorified demo that's been released to appease but her Switch Online haters. We're not having another Switch Online rant, but you've heard my rants about this before. Why are you complaining, people? Uh, Yeah, Brick Gamer actually says another good thing. Sega Ages on Switch, 25% off. Go and buy it. The Sega Ages sports are brilliant. I toot their horn on the show so much. You know, if there there was a horn in the room right now, I would be... You know, like that. That's how much tooting would be going on for the Sega Ages series, because it's brilliant. And then just to undercut it once again, because they really like undercutting Sega Ages here in the West. They're like... So yeah, you got all these brilliant uh Sonic One, uh Fantasy Star, got all these brilliant ports. But why would you buy them when you could buy this collection which is also 25% off and is complete crap? But it's but it's good value for money, right guys? Even though it runs like a non uh, I was gonna s- nonsense, you know? It runs like nonsense. It has less games than the PS4 version, which only released a few months earlier. It barely runs, it has input lag. The intro movie lags, but guys, 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 value for money. Don't buy. Don't be buying the Sega Ages nonsense, which we, which we released. Don't be buying that. Why would you buy Sonic One on that? Brilliantly remastered. When you could just instead buy the cheap version. Buy the cheap one. Buy the cheap. What? Yeah. I've, I've, I've exhausted my rants on this enough. Seriously, Sega, what are you doing? It's clear that they released Mega Drive classics as a water testing feature. They went. Ah, so if this sells well, we can just basically stop giving a damn about Sega Ages. Which, what do you know? They've done that. So it clearly meant it did well. You guys didn't listen to my ranting enough. Thanks, guys. But Viper, getting judgment on digital won't net you. A new Rio Gagotaku Studio sticker. Silly me. Oh... Oh, oh, I'm so su- I'm such a goofball. I really wanted that sticker, but uh, it's too late. I just pre-ordered it. No, oh, my physical rewards. I can feel my heart clogging in my chest. No physical. Re- wh- <laughs> and uh, that, that's the end of me. But, uh, Skyblaze also says it runs like a two-legged dog. Yeah, it does. It does run like a two-legged dog. <laughs> It's an entirely correct analogy. Anyway, Tobi Mix, I give up. So, coming up in Tobi Mix, we have a fairly bog standard selection of songs. By that, I mean, um, well, first one's a Sonic track. Uh, that's our Sega track not relating to the topic of the episode. Specifically, a remix of the Sonic track, but I don't think I've ever played this one on the show before, and I really like it. Then, after that, we have a Toe Jamminelle remix, which is, wouldn't you know it, it's a remix of the same song. Then after that, it's a song from Brawl. I'm not gonna beat around the song. Uh, beat around the song. It's a bush from Brawl. It's totally what it to say. Toppy Mix time. Anyway, guys, catch you after and be seeing you for a Radio Sega Live announcement. Enjoy the Toppy Mix. <laughs> Let's
2: get scratching
0: the Toppy Mix
2: transmitting wonderful point
1: signal for so, runners please respond oh i may be a little slow right now but bear with me what, what is Zo runners yeah my homies i told you about
2: earlier remember oh, oh dope i need you guys help with something please huh funny coincidence but we actually need your help too oh really well spit it out man here's the deal No, I ain't and raised. I'm it's a one of six way back in the first game The word play is if you're looking away, your idiot plans are getting rearranged We were since the early age, of emulation, but now I brought the other dude I'm it rain. I love it the face So, remember the I'm the most insane, same. I'm bringing sunshine since so the vocal of my days So try to get shots if you're getting raised, but the one punch, clear straight to the mind frame. then I'm done, my, put this to Every Eric has control, freestyle in the lane So helps me get the brains to ensure our stones will be getting retained And then we'll sit back, relax, and crack a cool drink ah.
1: Give us that space We're gonna blast off and crash in this space Yeah, things are gonna get hectic Don't sweat it though, we brought our Check it, a team up so epic One up on a power stone, let's go get it Hit the zone one and clear a couple of loops
2: Checkpoints clear a couple of routes, clash with bad nicks, smash off a couple of rooms, rest in pieces. 21 gun
1: salutes. Don't need clues from my crap TV. Find a computer room, hack the PC. Grab all the info, I roll sneaky in our chaos control. Yo, you can't see me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Coordinates confirmed, yeah. man. I got the fastest route, plan, I like went man, thank you, man. With the crew at the ready and extra man. Before the next hook the sun will be yours. But a little bad nick interference, maybe a hand, and I ain't really got the pitch. So let me take the lead and let us spin dash. Right, jab Up a homing attack. Watch
2: return, my back, up, prepared to explode, how we roll in this group, dude, no mercy, no prisoners, in
0: a big loop, treasure hunters, searching for some nice jewels, Warlords that it's all right, when we sail through, sometimes it's best to just back up, unless you want to with one of the ZR's, dog,
2: we're taking this stuff, so, it's been a long, long time since is one More like a few weeks, it's almost over and done. Keep the sunny side up the way these homies ride up. These brothers always write, just watch the baby glide I'm really glad me and Jay met each other. Right now, this mission's like bread and butter. Breaking is like an egg, man. Gaining the battles, you never win. Stand. Keep it real cool with the party vibe. Kill a piece somehow to keep this party live. Flipping them out, making them shout. When they make them pop the script, getting pop lights like working, yeah. With these four beasts, we'll find it with ease. Searching 34, North and like 23E. If a magic train show we burn like what I should have thought before they cross one of the zone runner One of the introduction Oh gosh, I can't thank you guys enough! Oh, that was so awesome! Here's that Chaos Emerald I promised you guys. We spent a long time getting it on NES One, but... I feel like it's gonna be in good hands. Yo, yo, man. Wanna run again sometime soon? Oh yeah! Bet. <laughs>
1: that snazzy music can only mean one thing it is the end of the top resort right here on Radio Sega what you heard there was the topic next block and that was your non-Sega track not related to the topic of the episode that was from smash brawl this Yoshi's island a song that I've had stuck in my head for ages but I um, I think it's mainly because that new Yoshi game is coming out and therefore I've automatically had it stuck in my head and I I, I need to buy that new Yoshi game I need something carefree and upbeat. <laughs> At the moment to play instead of downbeat gritty, you know, I need something uplifting (laughs) to to get me through. So Yoshi's uh, Crafted World. I've not played the demo, but I should because it looked oh, it melts the heart a bit. Then before that, from the One Ups, that was the Earl of Funk, not the Duke, not the King, not the Queen, the Earl of Funk, a remix of uh, that that one track from Toe and L. And for from Nerdcore Emulation Station 3, that was Mad Space, a remix of, well, uh, 30-something degrees north, something degrees west, I can't ever remember the name of that track. The theme of Mad Space from Sonic Adventure 2, which was a remix by 1UP featuring the Zone Runners. And now we're here at the end of the show. And I'm sure you're thinking what I'm thinking. But well, What the hell is this new Radio Sega Live announcement that you keep teasing us about, Viper? Well, you can look at the calendar, you can probably figure it out yourself. Today's the 8th, as of recording this. I seem to recall we have, have a little something going on... ...on on a certain date... ...known in our current calendar... ...as the 12th. Hmm... Hmm, what, what could that possibly be? Well, come on guys, you know the drill by now. Join us on Tuesday at 7pm for a special bit of programming a special bit of anniversary program for the 9th anniversary of uh, Radio Saga Live that's right a 9th anniversary show we're almost at the 10th and yeah I'll let you get your guesses in as to what it is you know whatever but I'll let you get your guesses in but I'm going to say it's going to be a good one so that is the 12th on Tuesday specifically at 7pm BST, BST that's the key because we're still weird in time zones for a few weeks, that's when our anniversary show is going to be and then we're going to have some anniversary celebrations all throughout the week, so I'm going to say as well, keep your eye on the Radio Sega website, wink wink nudge nudge for some more anniversary news, details etc because we've got some awesome stuff hopefully coming up within the next few weeks, so enjoy the anniversary show, enjoy the anniversary stuff because march is our big birthday year for two reasons but but yeah, birthday a year birthday a month for two reasons anyway that brings us on to the dire part where i have to discuss this show because it's all nice discussing new stuff but what about the stuff that's currently airing um i'll keep you in touch about next week's episode throughout the week um yeah i i, I, I don't want to comment on anything too far in advance but i think cutting cutting down the show slightly will be necessary for now in order to keep me sane and uh, just for my own well-being because this show is a massive undertaking and at the moment I can't really handle that to be honest so some cutting down is sort of going to be necessary whether that be you know uh, cutting the amount of shows a month uh, cutting some segments for now even to the temporary break you know. Um, I sort of need to decide what's necessary, so I'll keep you in touch with that one on the social media feeds, but yeah, I'm sorry, I can't go. Well, next week we've got this brilliant show planned, because I don't even know if there will be a show next week, I don't know what it will be, etc. Um, so, I hope you guys are understanding of that, and uh, I'll keep you in touch. So I think next week I am meant to be having some procedures done. Yay, I love procedures! Woo. So, we've got that to look forward to. Big stuff we've got to look forward to, we got this last track right here, from Cody Wright, from Kledger Mill, back in the groove. Grooving like a pool star. But before we can do that, we've got to say thank you to everyone in the chat. We've got to say thank you to I1980. Thank you to Doomgirl. Thank you to Veritex. Thank you to Jamie64326. Thank you to Bridgaming98. Thank you to Twinny. Thank you to Alex Coppertone, Thank you to Kefki. Thank you to... Who am I missing? I'm missing quite a few people. Thank you to Skyblaze. Thank you to Rexy. There was some more of you as well earlier, but I'm just... Uh, Rapid Run as well. I think that's potentially it. So thank you if you've been listening in live. Thank you if you've been listening in to the podcast. You are all awesome. Seriously, thank you for supporting the show even after the uh, sort of weird, sort of out there news which came sort of out of nowhere today. I appreciate it anyway. One last track, as always. I'd really appreciate it if you know you could just stay topical.
0: Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega playing the best Sega music 24 7.